Hello everyone and welcome back to Nice to Have a Friend podcast season 3. This is a very exciting episode because we're actually doing a Christmas special with Allison, our regular co-host. Hello everyone. And we have a super special surprise. Sarah Grace from the Sunny SG is here. Hi guys, I'm so excited to be back. We are so excited because Allison and I basically talk to Sarah Grace almost every single day through Instagram somehow. Like, I feel like everything she shares is so relevant to Allison and I. So we're always like commenting back. And we also have both been like struggling with feeling like a little bit like this Christmas season is lonely, like I'm sure everyone else has. So we thought, what better than to make More the Merrier for a podcast episode about Christmas? It's like a Christmas party, but virtual because Lauren can't have an in-person Christmas party this year. And I know she's super upset about it. (laughs) Yeah, Allison, you basically just did a tell all on me because that's exactly what I'm feeling. So we are so excited to have Sarah Grace here today and we're going to be chatting all things Christmas, all things, you know, festive season and having our own little Christmas party. I love it. This is going to be so fun. It has been a bit since we had Sarah Grace on. It was early in season two when we did a full season of guest episodes. So what have you been up to since then, Sarah Grace? We know you've been doing Vlogmas because we've been watching religiously. Yeah, so I've been doing October. I think I hung out with you guys last in September. Yeah. And life has just kind of been crazy since then. It was like Halloween and then Christmas. This whole season has been a whack. I started doing Vlogmas in December, got back into doing my YouTube thing. I took a little bit of a break. I had just some like personal stuff going on the beginning of October that caused me to take a big step back from social media. And so I think that from the beginning of November on has just been me like hitting the ground running, getting back into doing my TikToks and then obviously still doing Instagram. And then I knew I wanted to get back into YouTube, but I didn't know when it was appropriate time to like just jump back in. And so I also know myself well and knew I could not do every single day of December doing Vlogmas. So I decided to do a 12 days of Vlogmas twist. And I think I'm just about to put up episode four will go out today, I believe. Um, but that's been so much fun. It's definitely been keeping me busy, though, trying to get 12 videos pumped out in about 20 days. I was going to say, I don't think if people don't realize how much it takes to edit anything, not even just a vlog, but just anything in general, it takes a long time. So for oh, people yeah. who do the whole 25, I genuinely don't understand how they have time. Truly, so the, 12 the is still people, a task. The only people who are really, really good at it are the ones who have editors that they hire out to. So all they're responsible for doing is filming and sending it on every day. That yeah. would be perfect. I could vlog every day if that was the case. It's knowing <laughs> that you're going to have to spend the day vlogging and then the next day spend it editing and getting everything spliced down. Plus, um, if you have never watched Sarah Grace's YouTube videos, which you should, hers are not as much just her in her apartment, like taking you throughout her day. She has planned these videos to give like content that you actually want to see. And each video is very different. And like in one video, she goes to Universal Studios, but then the next video, she might go to like Epcot or something so her videos are very intentional and so I can't imagine what getting the content I mean that takes planning on itself like getting the content and then to go back and edit it creatively and make all your like social media posts and TikToks has to be a ton it is it's a lot but I love it it's one of those things like I couldn't imagine doing anything else because it just brings me so much joy to get to create for people and create content that people love and actually enjoy watching 
Well, Sarah Grace, since you were here last time, I actually made a TikTok account. I finally did it. I bit the bullet. I've made three, and I'm okay with the fact that not a lot of people have seen them. <laughs> Wait, I need to watch these. Have I seen them all? Uh, no, you have not. <laughs> oh, um, I have gosh. to be, it's funny because I only have like 10 followers and eight of them are people I work with, I'm pretty sure. So I have to be careful because I made a BTS one the other day and <laughs> this, It's this not one of our episodes of BTS doesn't get brought up. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. We were in this Korean restaurant the other day trying to like, we're going to Chipotle and, um, the Chipotle was closed, but the restaurant next door to it, and they had, like, K-pop in the background, and I automatically thought of you, Allison. I was just like... I, I love that you know like, that. I love that you know that. There's you know no way like, he could... <laughs> actually listen to K-pop or, like, stuff like that, and I was like, oh, yeah, Allison from It's Nice to Have a Friend podcast, oh, my God, she loves it, K-pop. That's where I know everything I know about K-pop. <laughs> oh, no. Does that mean I'm an influencer now? Yeah. yeah That's you're exciting. you're a K-pop influencer. Anyway, guys, moving on. We're not going to keep talking about K-pop, I promise. So without further ado, we can get into the chunk of our little Christmas episode, and we thought a good way to give this episode just a little bit of outline so it's not just us, you know, hashing out how much we love Christmas. We could each talk about our favorite kind of Christmas thing in each category to make it a little bit more fun and a little bit easier to follow along with first thing we can get into is talking about a few like of our favorite Christmas traditions and I thought this would be a good way to talk about how Christmas usually is and hope it doesn't make us too sad that this Christmas is a little bit different or going to be a lot different depending on your situation but Allison what are your favorite Christmas traditions we can start with you well one of a lot of mine are just Christmas Eve traditions so a couple years ago we started having my just cousins over at my house for Christmas Eve and my mom was just like I don't want to have the same holiday food that we always have so we have a taco night so she makes like ground beef and chicken and has all the toppings on the side and queso and salsa and we eat that and then it's a great Christmas tradition that my family gets to eat it as leftovers the next couple days because I am noted as saying I'm not a big holiday food person so I really like that tradition and want to keep it up. Um, we will also all open a pair of pajama pants on Christmas Eve. That's our like Aww. thing that we open because my mom wants us to wear them on Christmas morning if she takes pictures, which doesn't really happen anymore. It was more of a thing when we were younger. Um, but those are two, I think, of my favorite holiday traditions just because, I don't know, the, the anticipation of Christmas Eve, it's so exciting. So those are things that we can still do this year, even though we don't have like the same festive gathering. It's just like little things within my family that were special to me. Yeah. Cause you can still do the pajamas and like, you know, have different food, but that's really fun. And I also, that makes a lot of sense because when we did like a this or that Christmas, like that, like a ton of accounts do on our podcast Instagram, one of the comparisons was Christmas Eve or Christmas day. And I think almost every single person except one circle Christmas Eve I don't know I think something about like the anticipation of it because it's not over like Christmas isn't over and on Christmas day Christmas is kind of over at that point I guess I remember being in like the first grade and having an existential crisis with my dad that I'm like Christmas is over now at like 5 p.m he's like Allison it's still Christmas for like seven more hours (laughs) only Allison would have an existential crisis in first grade Everyone else was just like, oh, I can't wait to get more presents. But Allison's over here, like, thinking logically about it. It's on brand. It really is. 
Well, I think one of my favorite traditions also is Christmas Eve. And this is also just something that we started in the past like five years. But Preston's family, um, I always go with them to Gatlinburg and stay in a cabin from like the 20th to the 24th. And then my parents actually this is a side note about me. I actually hate to drive and it took me until I was like a sophomore in college to drive on the interstate for the first time. So I didn't want to drive. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe I shouldn't come clean about that because that's kind of embarrassing, (laughs) but I never wanted to drive to Gatlinburg because that like really freaked me out so I would ride to Gatlinburg with Preston and then of course I wanted to go home and spend like Christmas Eve night and Christmas with my family so my parents were like well we'll come get you on Christmas Eve like around lunchtime because we don't have anything to do anyways and then Preston's family was like well why don't we all just eat lunch together when they come pick you up and so it actually turned into this tradition and my parents and Preston's parents are best friends they hang out way more with each other than they hang out with us it's so weird um so now we started doing Christmas Eve lunch together and that is like my favorite thing because we get to be with both of our families like at the exact same time and all of our siblings and then actually that just carried over to every holiday and now we celebrate basically every holiday like with both of our parents at the same time so I think that's my favorite tradition even though it's like a newer one but I hope we still get to do it this year fingers crossed what about you Sarah Grace that's really sweet about your like parents like doing stuff together that's cool um my favorite tradition is ever since I can remember Christmas Eve so December 23rd because my dad's a pastor so Christmas Eve starting at about 12 at noon is mayhem because it's getting everyone ready and dressed and starting to plan logistics about everyone's getting to church and we the first service starts at 4 30 i believe and we will not get home collectively until around 9 30 10 o'clock just because people are going to different services and like a lot of times people have different obligations in the different services so i'm spending most of the day at the church so Christmas Eve is really our night that we get to just like celebrate and be together as a family. So we has always gone and gotten steaks that night and gone and had like a really nice steak dinner. And then we go back home, put on matching PJs and watch Christmas Vacation. Now it wasn't always Christmas Vacation. It was oftentimes a short movie with the kids downstairs and then the adults once we all went to bed would watch Christmas Vacation. But now that everyone is of age, we all put on matching PJs, pile up, and watch Christmas Vacation. And it is so much fun. That is, is so fun. become one of my absolute favorite traditions and things that we do together as a family. That is so fun that you guys do that. Because I feel like where it's Christmas Eve Eve, it kind of makes it your own thing. And Absolutely. Then I also, we also do steak on Christmas Eve. Not Christmas Eve Eve. But I think that's a really good... Like, people are looking for something different instead of ham and turkey. Because I think so. usually... Oh, yeah. There's like four or five Christmas parties with different people in your family. So you just need something different. Yeah. So I love that. And I'm really excited because this year, since Wesley and I are married, I get to really take part in his family traditions as well. Because, like, usually we kind of, like, dabble in each other's things, like, here and there. We started once we've been dating for a few years. But this year, I actually get to be a part of it, which makes me really excited. It's like, oh, more traditions, more family. I love it. 
I know. It is. It's our first Christmas married, too. So that'll be interesting because it's so hard to kind of like work out okay, like which family gets Christmas Eve, which family gets Christmas Day, but Mm -hmm. it always works out. So Absolutely. Does it make it easier that, well, I guess this is the first year that you're really going to have to deal with it as a married couple because you all have been dating for a long time. But since you guys are basically from the same area, does that make it a little easier? So much easier. So much easier. I've gotten to see Wesley every Christmas Day for the last six years, except for one. And that's just been such a blessing because if we were in the same city, I, my parents would not have let me leave because we weren't married. And I know that his parents would be the same way. So it just make it's, it's so nice and it makes both of our lives a whole lot easier that we're going to be able to spend the whole day together. But we've also been able to spend holidays together up until this point too. Okay, Sarah Grace, I know you just talked about Christmas Vacation, but we can take a little minute and talk about our favorite Christmas movies if you guys want. So is Christmas Vacation your favorite Christmas movie or that's just the traditional one? I love Christmas Vacation. Like, I think it is so funny and fun, but I think my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone because, I don't know, that movie, Christmas Vacation is hilarious and it has so many special memories associated with it. Like, Home Alone makes it feel like Christmas to me. It's just one that I've been watching since I was so young, and it just has so many warm fuzzies. Also, random, but the Santa Claus 2, that was one of the first Christmas movies I vividly remember watching, because it was rated G, and so it was one that, like, my sisters and I would put on in, like, the car, and would leave on all Christmas season, or if we'd, like, go shopping or go places, we'd just have that movie on loop in the van, and so... I will always associate that movie with Christmas time as well, even though, like, I think arguably the Santa Claus 2 and 3 are the worst of the Santa Claus movies, but they're the ones that remind me of Christmas. That is so funny. I did see something the other day uh, talking about Home Alone, and it was like, how rich was Kevin McAllister's dad to be able to afford all of them to fly to Paris Literally. and get all that pizza for the whole family? And me and have Wesley that were talking house. about that when we were watching the movie, and the fact that he bought all of the family's plane tickets, the fact that he bought everything, and then when his mom was like, "Oh, I can give you like my Rolex, I can give you like all these," I was like. And then the size of that house. Did you realize how many kids were in that family? There were like, Kevin McAllister has like six siblings. I think he's one of six. I know. I was just thinking about that. And like he had two shuttles from the airport come pick them up. Yes. What was he doing? I don't know, but we're all in the wrong business if we, once we figure out what he's doing. Well, I do love the first one, but I have a tie for three that are my favorite Christmas movies. And I will also admit that I'm not the biggest Christmas movie person. And it's not because I don't like them. I just don't feel like I have to watch them for it to feel like Christmas. Um, But how did he have enough credit in Home Alone 2 for Kevin to rack up all those room charges without the limit going over? At the plaza, too. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. But the Home Alone 2. I love Home Alone, but Home Alone 2 is probably my one of my favorites. And New I think York. it's just New York because New York it just feels like iconic American Christmas. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that is one of my favorites, the Jim Carrey Grinch because oh, it's yeah. just it's just too funny. And then Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. That is my Aww. favorite thing. The three little stories, the one where Mickey and Minnie exchanged the harmonica and the watch holder case, and then they traded the he, or the harmonica case and the locket, but they traded the harmonica and the locket to get the things for the harmonica. It's just so cute. 
So that's my favorite. Lauren yeah. ended up turning that on last time I was here because I was talking about it, and she and Preston finished it after I left. Preston was acting so uninterested, and then he came in here, and he was like, oh, what's this? And he watched the entire movie, and he loved it. So That's so sweet. It's a good one. I do like that one a lot. But I, have you guys seen Eloise at Christmas time? Mm-hmm. No, but I've been meaning to watch that because I don't know if it. y'all know the brand My oh My Supply Co. Yeah. I love if their stuff. not, definitely check it out because it is the best. They have a lot of Disney stuff, but also other, like, pop culture fun things. Um, and Lindsay from that loves Eloise and always shares the cutest things. And they live in New York, and they make me want to move to New York so, so bad. Allie and Lindsay do. But, um, yeah, they always share stuff from Eloise at Christmas time and Eloise at the Plaza. And it's made me want to watch that movie really badly. Okay, well, then I'm definitely checking that company out because I don't think I've seen it. And Eloise at Christmas Time is probably my favorite movie. I just love her, and I feel like I relate to her so much as a little girl. I mean, I probably wasn't that industrious as her, but I just love that movie, everything about it. Like, when she gets wrapped in that big pink box, and like, and it also involves a wedding at Christmas time, Sarah Grace. So, like, I love that even oh, more. It's probably yes. why I wanted to have a wedding, like, at Christmas time, honestly, that movie. But I always watch it on Christmas Eve Eve because there's this scene where she like pops up out of bed and she goes, it's Christmas Eve Eve. And she like freaks out. And I love that part. Um, But then I also, we watched Klaus the other day on Netflix. Have you guys seen that one? Mm -mm. Okay. I'm just out here with like the left field movies, but I love that movie. And I think it's going to like start being one of my new favorites. You guys should watch it. It's really good. It's kind of about, like, how Christmas got started, but it's a different take than usual. It's about the post office, which oh, okay. sounds boring, but it's really it's not. Yeah. Okay, so segueing from movies, let's talk about Christmas music, because I feel like besides movies, nothing sets the scene for Christmas more than Christmas music. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah. It's so good. I have Sirius Radio And like every November 1st, I'm like holiday station is going on and I will drive around in my car like longer if a good song is on. But what are your all's favorite Christmas albums or like Christmas songs? Allison, you want to go first? I can. So this is very specific and it is the Radio Disney Holiday Jam CD. Uh, Sarah Grace is making a face right now. My mom had the CD and when we were younger, whenever we decorated for Christmas, like made cookies, whatever, we would play this. And it was just a Radio Disney CD with songs from like the Beach Boys and NSYNC and Alvin and the Chipmunks, the dogs barking jingle bells. But it would have the Radio Disney MCs doing like funny little jokes and segues in between every song. And I have lost the CD and I cannot find it. It is one of the biggest detriments to society if you try to look it up on the internet it's like 40 or 50 dollars to buy it it's not on spotify i'm so upset that i can't find it anywhere but the radio disney holiday jam cd was the thing that made me feel like it was christmas because it was the best mix of old and new stuff for like the early 2000s quote unquote new but i love that and then anything that's old school so like michael buble frank sinatra burl ives i love that kind of christmas music that is so specific (laughs) i know I love that so much. Sir Grace, did you know what that CD was? Because you kind of, you your face got like a really big smile. Here's the thing. I can, I 
when I was growing up, because when radio, the news about Radio Disney like came out, I was very, very upset because Radio Disney was like the only news station or radio station like my sisters and I were allowed to listen to when we were younger without parental supervision because it was some pop music, but it was all like very clean and appropriate. And so we were able to just like listen to it as we please. We used to call in all the time. Of course, never got through because I don't even think those were live calls, but we loved Radio Disney, and so I can't pinpoint exactly which CD you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. I love that so much. So what's your favorite Christmas music or album, SG? So I also love, like, classics, Frank Sinatra, um, Michael Buble, like, any of that, like, old school makes you feel a little warm and cozy Christmas music. I've also been really into the Taylor Swift's Christmas Tree Farm this year, and That's I'm so even good. a big Taylor Swift fan. So, I don't know, that song is just, like, so catchy and cute. Um, I also found this playlist on Spotify that was called, um, hold on, I need to look up the name of it, because that has been my bop lately, just because sometimes I feel like I hear the same music over and over and over, and I want, like, a, either a moodier or, like, a cozier. It's called Folksy Christmas. It's okay. by Spotify, but it's got, like, she and him. That's, like, um, Zoe Deschanel's. Christmas album, like those type of very like moody Christmas music that if I'm just like getting stuff done or I just want to put on Christmas music, that's what I'll put on. And it's been really good. It's been putting me in the mood. It feels very like Knoxville music. Which that sounds like Lauren's vibe. Oh, it is. down here yeah. in Florida, it's like, I miss that a lot. I miss that vibe. Yeah. I see it what you're like saying. It sounds like coffee shop music. Does that make sense? Right. And it's almost like Tennessee Mountain Christmas yes. or something. Yes. I'll have to send you the playlist. Tropical. Then. Yeah. Send me it's that. so good. Um, I have the Michael Bublé vinyl like on my record player basically right now. So that's the one we play all the time. And I was like, I almost wish we had another one to rotate out. And Preston was like, oh, we should order the Mariah Carey one. And I was like, that's so funny that he suggested that. <laughs> I know. He likes Christmas music better than Christmas movies I think so I would agree with that I think that was where he was like coming from but yeah I love Michael Buble I mean who does not love that Christmas album I think Christmas music kind of you can like a movie you have to watch but music you can just have it on in the car yeah when people are there and it's the community and cozy I don't know what word I'm looking for but it sets the mood whereas a movie's just like a movie yeah. It really does. And to me, Christmas music reminds me of, like, riding around and, like, shopping. Because we always, mm-hmm. for some reason, except for this year because we're not going to be able to go out and do a ton of shopping, we would always do most of our Christmas shopping between the 20th and the 24th. And it just reminds me of, like, all piling up in the car and going shopping and, like, getting everyone's gifts and, like, all that stuff. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's just, like, it's a very warm feeling. Yeah, it really is. And I'm glad you said Christmas Tree Farm because I just love that Christmas song too. And Taylor Swift actually has like a six um, song Christmas album and people are always like, oh, isn't Taylor Swift's Christmas album your favorite? And I'm like, actually, no, it's not very good. Like no one in her fandom would say that's the best Christmas album ever. So yeah, I think I'm just going to have to go with Michael Bublé, but I did watch the Mariah Carey Christmas special on apple tv i feel like it was on i'll check and like link it down below but it was so good you guys need to watch it she's like helping santa save christmas because it was just filmed like a couple weeks ago i guess and it's kind of like very relevant to 2020 so that's definitely good and you guys should check it out have you seen the casey musgraves one that's on amazon prime that one's cute are there two because i watched one last year is it the same one i think it's i'm just talking about the one from last year so if there's a new one i didn't know 
I've seen the first one, if there's two. Dan Levy's in it, so. Yes. Oh, I love, I love him. Great. Well, it's not music. It's not movies. But the next thing on our favorites list is Christmas dessert. So I put this on there because to me, I feel like dessert, I don't know. At my grandmother's when we go, Thanksgiving and Christmas is kind of like the same food for the most part. But Christmas, the desserts are just like overflowing. People I know. make so much more. So I wanted to hear you guys' favorite Christmas dessert. Okay, mine is crock pot chocolate covered peanuts which do you guys have those okay do you have experience with that no No, my grandmother makes um ritz crackers with peanut butter in the middle so it's kind of like a peanut with dipped in chocolate but yeah okay so this i actually had my mom send me the recipe the other day because going through the notes for this episode i was like oh my gosh i have to make those because my grandma passed away like four years ago i think um so i was like i have to make this this year and so it's in the crock pot and it's like salted peanuts unsalted peanuts and then you put in like chocolate chips and then three pounds of bark chocolate and then like a four ounce bar of German chocolate in the crock pot and you let it cook like all day long and then you kind of like spoon it out onto parchment paper and it makes these like peanut clusters like I guess like what's the thing that's like goobers or like what's the candy that's like chocolate covered peanuts okay it's like that, but it's way better. It's so good. I'll probably just like link. We should link all these recipes if we can in our show notes, I think, because people might want them. I don't know. But what is your Sarah Grace? So similarly, my great-grandmother used to do all of the cooking for, well, not all of it, but she did most of the dessert cooking, and she would always make fudge. And fudge was always, like, when I would come home from college or I knew that it was the holiday season when we had the Santa 10 or a little, like, I don't know what to call it. It's like a dish. The, like, but... cookie boxes that, like, yes, all the Southern yes. grandmothers have. Yes. yes. I know so we had a Santa about. cookie box. And I knew it was Christmas when you opened the Santa cookie box. It was always filled with fudge. And so um, this year, my mom was sure to carry on that tradition in her memory so that we would, whenever I came home, that the Santa cookie box would still be filled with fudge, which I just think is really, really sweet. But Wesley and I really want to do a cooking Q&A, like a couple's Q&A on my YouTube channel. We've never done anything like that before, but we want to try and bake her peanut butter balls because I love peanut butter balls. They're another thing that's like going to the fridge after everyone else has gone to bed to get like those cold peanut butter balls. Mm, Can't be beat. That sounds so good. Was it just chocolate fudge or did she do like a couple different flavors? Yeah, so she did chocolate fudge. She did peanut butter fudge. She did peppermint fudge. She did white chocolate fudge. She had the lineup. That is so funny that you said that that is yours because that was mine. My Mimi would make peanut butter fudge every year at Christmas and she would make just a big batch and cut it up and Mm -hmm. put it in a tin like that. Um, And the funny thing was... So she died when I was in third grade. So we have she hasn't been here for a long time. And that recipe was lost. Like, we could not find it. And last summer, we were doing stuff in my attic, and we found a box of old magazines that she had kept with recipes and then a recipe book. And the peanut butter fudge was in the recipe book. So I have it now. That's so cool. And it's, like, the easiest thing. So maybe I can channel my inner Lauren and make a post with the and make the fudge and like put pictures of it in the recipe because I don't really do that very often Um, I can share it because start cooking yes it is so easy to make but it is just you bite into it and I'm like I feel like I'm I feel like I'm seven in the kitchen at Christmas so mine is fudge too Sarah Grace that's cool 
I seriously love that all of our recipes are our grandmother. And they're type. all related to peanut butter. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so unique that all of our like recipes came from like grandmother figures because I just grandmas and Christmas are synonymous, you know? This is a niche southern thing, but when you guys went to your grandma's house, did you always have to wonder if it was actually butter or if it was like leftovers in a like butter container? You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, like yes. country crocs? Yes. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> my, my grandmother did not do that as much because she kept things more so in their prop. But whenever we would go to her next door neighbor's house where my best friends growing up, so our grandmothers lived next to each other. So whenever we'd go over there, you had no idea. It would just be old tubs and you had no idea what you were going to find when you opened one of those up. I know. My grandma kept every like butter container that she ever bought I'm pretty sure and so whenever she would send like leftovers home it was always in like a country crock it's that brown country crock one yeah yeah she like by the end she like was migrating towards Lando Lake so she did that a little bit too but I don't know it's like a very specific memory I like how you say migrating to Lando Lakes like she was actually migrating across the (laughs) continent. (laughs) Well, butter was so important to her. Like, she probably would have went to the ends of the earth for it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Any Southern grandma, you know the butter is, like, the most important ingredient in any recipe. Oh, for sure. I know. Okay, what is your all's favorite gift that you've ever received? Sarah Grace, do you want to go first? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what it is. So... Sophomore year of college, Wesley gave me my absolute favorite gift I've ever gotten. He, over the course of six months, had been gathering coffee sleeves from all the different coffee shops we'd gone to. And at Christmas, he turned it into this like art piece. So he printed out two maps, one of Memphis and one of Knoxville and had all of the coffee sleeves around the border of the two of them and pinpointed them to each of the locations. And that in and of itself was just so sweet and thoughtful that he'd been doing that. And I have no idea he'd been collecting them. I had no idea any of this. Um, but he, the letter he put was like, he wanted a way to capture um, every conversation we'd had, every like homework session we'd had like study session we'd had together and he was like I fell in love with you visiting all these different calls it was just so sweet and thoughtful and I sobbed when I got this gift it was just so thoughtful and I was just like oh my gosh I got you some cologne what the heck (laughs) and it was just like I don't know my family like my love language is definitely gifts which I always hate to admit because like that sounds so vain and materialistic like I don't know. I love giving gifts. I love receiving gifts. And he, so my family's always done like big Christmases and his was just like the most simple gift. And it was just so incredibly thoughtful. And the fact he'd been working on it for six months, he just, every time we'd go to coffee, he'd slip the sleeve off and slip it in his pocket at some point when I'd go to the bathroom or he'd, if, even if like during the summertime, he said he would always have to like send me somewhere around the coffee shop so he could go get a sleeve. Cause they didn't always come on the iced coffee drinks. That also had to take, like, even though it was simple, that had to take, like, so much effort, like, getting the map look to look yep. right and then finding all yep. the coffee locations. Uh, mine is not gifts. I think mine is quality time when you're talking mm-hmm. about your love, love language. language. But I consider that, I correlate those two because that is showing, it's just a way to show your quality That's time. That's almost Absolutely. like a gift about quality time because he's yeah. talking about, like, all your coffee shop experiences. Well, but like, my his, love language is gifts, too. His love language is quality time. I so think. it was like the perfect little like combination of the two. 
I love that so much. Well, I think what people misunderstand about the gift love language, I don't know if you relate, Sarah Grace, but it can literally just be like a post-it note, like a mm-hmm. physical post-it note left on the fridge or something that counts as a gift in my mind too or like a candy like a spotify playlist like that someone made for you i guess it's almost like a it's just somebody thought of you and it's the tangible it doesn't have to be like a hundred dollar gift it doesn't have to be a twenty dollar gift it's just like the whole idea of like oh my gosh i saw this and i thought of you it makes you feel like you're on someone's mind even when you're not together. Yeah. So the, I totally relate with that. So what's your favorite gift you've ever gotten, Allison? So mine, wow, it is a big kind of like step down after that one because that was so sweet. Um, but when I was in high school, my brother bought me a box of Disney pins. And it's kind of one of those things where it's not, it wasn't an expensive gift. It's a very easy gift for him to find. But the fact that he just knew that I loved collecting those pins on our trips and he found like a box of them on eBay and bought that package for me. When I opened it, I like freaked out. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, and he was really proud of that one because I bragged on it a lot. And I think it's just kind of what you guys were saying. It was just somebody, he knew me well enough to know what I was going to get me really excited because I don't, I like receiving things but it's more of like I like receiving thoughtful things like I don't need something crazy but you doing that or writing me a note or something if you know that I'm struggling with something and my brother is great at giving gifts and doing things like that he knows when you're struggling or will write you a note or do something that he knows is going to help pick you up and so that was very sweet to me unfortunately after I worked at Disney I realized that when you buy pins like that off of eBay that most of them are fake and so I said after that I was like please stop doing that not because I don't love the gift but because I know they're fake he's like how can you tell I said it's kind of hard to explain I just can tell I can feel it now (laughs) but you had a few blissful years of being like this is the best gift ever and it still is because of the thought what was yours Lauren so okay mine takes like a little bit of explaining but when I like had first started dating Preston at the ripe age of like 14 um my grandma that first year I don't even know if she knew me and Preston were really dating but she started giving me items for my hope chest that Christmas and I was like what and she was like for your hope chest and like everyone was like nodding like they got it and I was like what is a hope chest? And my mom was like, it's because we hope you get married. So it's your hope chest for when you get married, like we will buy you all these house things and put it away. And then when you get married, like you have it. And I was like 14. I had just started dating (laughs) Preston and I was like, grandma, I'm not getting married for a long time. And she was like, Lauren, I know, but it's just like, you go ahead and start it. And I was like, okay. So I really was freaked out. And then the next year, like she got me another thing and I started like to understand it more and more, but I really don't think that I like truly ever got it. And then now I'm married and like, I've started getting out all these things that I got in my hope chest and it is the best. So if you're listening to this and you're like a grandma or a mom, start getting things for your daughter's (laughs) hope chest because it's just so special. And like I have... Um, actually that cake stand that's right there in my kitchen, Allison, is for my hope chest. And then like a silver tea set that she found in her attic, um, was from, I got that a couple years ago. So it's just the best. So it's I feel like, like not one I knew that thing. that was a thing. I feel like I knew that was a thing. I like hearing about married life from my friends like you guys, but like the thought of starting a hope chest now would scare me a little bit. So <laughs> it scared me. Like it really did. Cause I, where I had just started dating person, I thought my grandma was like really confused that we were, I was about to be like a child bride or something. Like, <laughs> 
I was so, like, scared for a minute, but it worked out good. Have you ever heard of a hope chest, Sarah Grace? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So ours, though, we, my mom's, I don't know when she started hers, but her hope chest became something she started putting stuff in there for, like, memories. So, like, pieces of her wedding dress, our christening gowns, like, special pieces from, like, her college years. She started keeping those things in her hope chest, almost as, like, a keepsake. And so I know about the concept, but I didn't realize it was something you started, like, when you were young. So that's really, really cool. Yeah, I don't know if everyone starts it when they're that young, but at least for me, they did. And I am so glad it happened, even though I was freaked out. Yeah. Okay, so wrapping it up with our favorite Christmas we can remember. And I actually had to think, like, a little bit about this one because... I don't know. I can remember like very specific details sometimes, but I can't remember like large overarching things like a whole Christmas season or something, I guess. So I had to think about it. So my favorite Christmas, when you sent this, I've like truly been trying to ponder because every Christmas I feel like has so many different like memories and things that made it really special. Um, I think last Christmas is probably my favorite Christmas though, because it was the last Christmas that um, I, that my nanny was here. And it was also right before Wesley and I got married. So he was finally getting to take part in like a lot of my family traditions. Um, And it was really special. And I'll always hold that Christmas really near and dear to my heart. It was also like the last season before (laughs) everything happened with 2020 and like COVID. Um, But one of my like most memorable Christmases was one year we went down to the wharf in Destin, Florida, right after Christmas. We left on like the 26th and we spent time down there and it was just my family. I think it was like seven. I can't remember if my littlest sister was born or not, but I just remember being so happy and like loving that and loving that my family was all together. And I don't know, it's just like that has forever been a Christmas that stuck out. And then every Christmas we've come to Disney World, like we usually come to Disney around Christmas time. And I think I don't remember if I said this in a vlog or not, but I remember talking to Wesley about the fact, I was like, I don't know, I think that Christmas at Disney just means so much to me because this is like the time of year my family used to come. And so like so many of my memories were at the very merry Christmas party and all of that stuff. So that's not exactly answering the question of like favorite Christmas, but I have a lot of favorite Christmases. So I kind of cheated and picked two. Um, One that I remember, I don't know, being a kid at Christmas is just so different. Kind of, I feel like before you kind of start have to thinking about things and dealing with things, it's just the special, it's so magical. So nothing takes away Christmas as a kid. Um, But I picked 2010 as one of my favorite ones because that was the year it actually snowed in Tennessee and there was snow on the ground on Christmas Day. And my grandparents have a farm and we went to my grandmother's for Christmas Day and my grandfather like cleared out a cow trough for that they like feed the cows in. And we rode around in it as like a sled and he like pulled it around and that was really fun. So that was really special because it does not snow here. So that was just the most magical thing ever. And then in the one that I think is the most special to me now, just like what SG was saying, is in 2017, my family, just my parents and my brother and I went to Disney for Christmas. And that that was just so special. And I understand if people are not Disney people. Um, I like I 100% get it. But going there at Christmas is just something else. And it's really hard to explain if you love it. And it's almost kind of like that magic that you feel when you're a child. It's back in a way because you don't have to worry about 
going to this place at this time or putting on these clothes or being here for the meal here, taking pictures here. It's just like just being there with my immediate household that I love dearly was so special. And honestly, as terrible as this is going to sound, every Christmas since then has been like the biggest buzzkill. <laughs> it's not. And it's and it's not a buzzkill because I like being with my family, but it's just like I, I imagine being there. Like I watched Sarah Grace's vlog this morning of her going to Hollywood Studios, and I messaged her about this. I said, Christmas in that park just feels like no other because it's the old-timey music and the old-timey traditions. Gertie has the Santa hat and the ornament hanging from her mouth. Like, it's just, it's the cutest and most special memory um, being with my family for that. And that was right before my brother, like, started dating his wife and before they got married. And so, not that that's anything against Catherine. I love Catherine. It was just our last fam- Christmas as a family, just the four of us. And so, that's just really special because now we have a new member of our family and we're going to do new traditions. And Patrick goes to Florida to visit his in-laws for Christmas now. So, it was like... God unknowingly orchestrating this really cool family trip before our family changed, and that's just a really special thing. That's so yeah. sweet. I love that. That is so special. I, now you guys are making me want to go to Disney at Christmas because I don't think I've ever. You want to go? I mean, yeah, when you go come down, like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you got a place to stay. We always joke that that's going to be our first like podcast, um, like centered trip. Yeah, Paris, so. France, or Orlando for. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a lot of discrepancy there. Maybe we'll go listen, to Epcot and go to. As you say, like, that's what I was about to say. Listen, you come here, you have a free place to stay. And then we can just go to Epcot and pretend we're in Paris. Yes. We'll be in the vlog with Sarah Grace, and then we can yeah. do podcast yeah. uh, <laughs> episodes. Perfect. Exactly. Well, I think my favorite Christmas, it took me a while to think about it, because I just kind of like SG, I just put like all Christmases on this same like equal playing field, except last year, like Christmas 2019, I think sets apart in my mind, and maybe it's just because it's the most recent one, but I truly do think it's because... I had the regular anticipation of Christmas, but then I also got married December 28th. So that's basically Christmas still. So I just had this heightened anticipation because I knew I was going to have like the best day of my life on December 28th. Then I was going to get to live with my husband for the very first time. So I think that whole Christmas season was just like anticipation overdrive. And also like, I'm a a gift giving person like we just talked about, but all my gifts were like centered around my home. Like I got our coffee pot and like baking dishes and mixers and like things like that. So that was so special to me because I am like a homemaker. So everything I care about is like home related. So that was so nice, like actually to get gifts that were all about like making my home really special. So, yeah, I think Christmas 2019 will always, like, go down. And it was, like, the last time with just my family, kind of, because now Preston will be there, too, like, even though we were still together a lot over that holiday. But, yeah, I don't know. Christmas, like, before you're married is special, I guess, because it's just, like, that last season. But I am a little bit, like, not disappointed, but wondering what this Christmas season would have been like as our first newlywed Christmas if it was like a normal year because I know we would have had like a Christmas party at our condo and like we always like to go to Dollywood at Christmas time and like celebrate you know kind of out in like big crowd situations so I am like little bit sad that our first newlywed Christmas couldn't be like regular but Sarah Grace I know you guys have gotten to go to like Disney and stuff so that has to be really fun 
Oh, yeah, that's been really special and really fun. Like, I completely agree. I don't know, I feel like I had so many plans for us with our first Christmas in Orlando that I just feel like didn't get to happen. Like, I wanted to go do so many other things in the parks that we just haven't been able to do just because of COVID's nature. And they usually have an ice skating rink up in celebration. And I really wanted to go ice skating there. And we wanted to take like a little trip this year and we were supposed to go to Paris for our anniversary. And so like just so many things were supposed to look different about this year. Um, And it's hard to like not wonder like, oh, like what would that have been like? And I don't know about you, but part of me feels a little bit like our first year as like newlyweds has gotten like we've been robbed of like the whole newlywed experience. Like it's been so awesome, like so hard in so many ways too. Yeah, I totally agree because in one way, like I am a homebody. So it's been really nice to just have like literally a year of being home, but on the other end of the spectrum, we probably would have went on a couple of weekend trips and we probably would have, you know, like went to Dollywood a couple times, like just done a lot more things. And I don't know, it is really hard because you'll never really be a newlywed again. Like you can always keep the newlywed spirit in your heart, but you'll never truly be a newlywed again after this first year. It's like you had that option. Well, you didn't have the option to have another choice, but being stuck at home wasn't like at least you were stuck at home together yeah but you didn't have the option to go do the oh yeah always 10 times happy like that it worked out that way because I'm glad we were married so that we were able to be together all the time because I think this year if we weren't married and we lived apart would have been not as much fun as us getting to be like constantly together absolutely I completely agree So Christmas 2021, hopefully, will be my new favorite (laughs) after next year because I hope I get to have a Christmas party. I hope we get to do all the things. And I know that it's not the same, but I'm glad that we could have this virtual Christmas party today. Absolutely. Um, We were so glad that you messaged us and wanted to come back on our podcast, Sarah Grace. That is going to do it for our Christmas conversation, but we have a third co-host today and we cannot let her off of the podcast without doing something that Lauren and I do every episode. We did not really prepare you for this, but like we do every week, we are going to give our one of the week. So Sarah Grace, just as a reminder, it is just your one thing that you are loving right now. It is just a recommendation for all of our friends of the show that are listening right now so it can literally be anything and Lauren and I can go first to give you a second to think about it but Lauren what is your one of the week for this week the week of Christmas 2020 okay my one of the week for Christmas 2020 is going to be the Klaus movie that I talked about earlier because I just think everyone needs to watch that movie in the next two weeks because Christmas is in less than two weeks at the time that we're recording this and the day it comes out is going to be the week of Christmas so I really think you guys need to watch that movie it's on Netflix it's called Klaus K-L-A-U-S and it is so good please go watch it and tell me what you think about it I know when I posted it on my Instagram story I had literally like 10 or 15 people which is a lot for me message and say I love this movie this is my favorite movie I wish this was like a classic Christmas movie so if that isn't enough to convince you, I don't know what is. So I definitely recommend it, and I will link it in the show notes. All right. I respect it. So mine is not Christmas-related at all, but it's about to be 2021, you guys. And we are still in a pandemic, but when the pandemic's over, I wonder how New Year's resolutions are going to work out. I am going to give my one of the week to Orange Theory Fitness, but I absolutely love it. It is 
the best workout ever. Look it up. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not going to lie to you and just be like, everybody go do it. If you like something where someone's coaching you the whole time, you're told what to do, you don't have to think about it, and you're really pushing yourself, it's a great workout. Because we talked about it. I can't do bar the way Lauren does because I don't do good with just like being Stillness. still. I like like going and pushing and sweating, but it is such a great workout. The whole premise of it is you wear a heart rate monitor, you have different heart rate zones, and you're trying to stay within the orange zone for at least 12 minutes of a 55-minute workout, which is very doable for most people because if you stay in that zone, then you continue to like burn calories for 36 hours. So you don't have to do it every day of the week, but it has just been such a blessing in my life, and I can tell that I've gotten stronger, and I just love it so much, and my love for it is never ending so if you have any questions you can ask me about it but orange theory fitness is like my one of the week this week and it's a great recommendation for 2021 i love that because i feel like exercise if i had to pick the one of 2020 like it'd probably be exercise which if you had told me i would say that i know five (laughs) years ago or even like two years ago i would have been like there's no way somebody has replaced lauren of the future with like a robot because i used to hate working out and now i just have this like whole different mindset about it like it's such a blessing to like move your body like that and i just want to do it like every single day to get out of your house and to work out in a different environment and yeah not be sedative sedentary sitting a lot that's what i'm trying to say yeah I agree. Okay, Sarah Grace, are you ready for your first one of the week? Yes, I am. So my one of the week is a Starbucks drink that I have been hooked on and I absolutely love it. I need to look it up. I probably should have done that while y'all were talking. No, Um, it's okay. But it is called the Candy Cane Cold Brew. This is not my recipe. This is my friend Emily's recipe, but I think she saw it on TikTok. It is a cold brew is your base drink, and then you add two pumps of white mocha two pumps of peppermint, and then sweet cream cold foam on top. I'm going to get that. that's what you put in, like, the grande size. So I think just talk to your barista about how to adjust those for a venti or a tall. Um, but this is so yummy because sometimes I feel like the peppermint mocha is just so rich. and It's almost like a hot them. chocolate. Yes. And not coffee. And I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I drink that, I just feel so ugh afterwards. Like, it's very cozy when you drink it. But this candy cane cold brew satisfies my minty desires and my minty cravings and still gives me that holiday feel. But it's so good. I cannot recommend this drink enough. All right, everybody. Thank you again to Sarah Grace for visiting us. We will have all of that info where you can go check her out on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all the places down below. But she is such a fun follow, especially if you love seeing what's going on in Central Florida or if you're a big Disney fan like me. And Lauren is soon to be because she works with me, so she doesn't have a choice. But thank you guys so much for listening to us today. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you haven't already. Rate and review us, hopefully five stars, on Apple Podcasts. And share us with someone you love, whether that's on social media, by text, or in person. We hope that you have a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend. Bye, Bye. everyone!